Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon. Before we hand things over to the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, our pal Craig Hoffman, the co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast, is set to join the program. You can also hear Craig Hoffman weekdays right here on our sister station, the Team 980, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Craig Hoffman show. And the reason I wanted to have Craig on today is Craig's got a very different perspective. Uh, Craig used to cover this team uh, for 1067 The Fan as, as a beat reporter. So understanding the ins and outs of the operation and the way things go over there at Ashburn, I think Craig's got a very unique perspective. And Craig also was boots on the ground during the joint practices with the Baltimore Ravens. So he'll have a little bit better idea as to what led to this decision uh, that came from head coach Ron Rivera on Friday, naming Sam Howell the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders for the 2023 regular season. A little bit of housekeeping notes before we uh, get back to the phones. MGM National Harbor listing lines are wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. My man T-Wig tweets at me and says... Every time I hear someone bring up a two-to-one stat, it's always with a quarterback with 12 touchdowns and six interceptions. It's never 20-10 to 10 or 30-15. to 15. It's a reason for that. I think he's talking about uh, one of the last callers said they were, you know, advocating for Jacoby Brissett to be the starter because of uh, his two-to-one interception-to-touchdown ratio. And kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. This is from Nikki Javala of the Washington Post. She just tweeted this out. I just announced that Michael Badgley had been released by the team. Nikki just tweeted, Tressway will not punt in Monday's preseason game uh, against Baltimore. He will hold just like he did versus the Browns. Way, though, did punt in practice. Team not trying to risk it. I understand it. Tressway, hell of a player. Arguably the best punter in football. Definitely an asset for this team. You want him to be 110% uh, come September the 10th the home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, I want to get some to some housekeeping notes. Spain edging England to win their first World Cup title. And I know we like to talk a lot of foosball here, but in terms of in terms of international flavor, the fact that, you know, this this Spain women's team, after all the success that their men's team has had over the past 20 to 30 years, for them to finally 
cross the finish line, so to speak, is is definitely cool. Uh, the World Cup, interesting to me. I'm not the biggest soccer guy in the world, but I understand the magnitude uh, of the of the event, and I understand how many folks are, are tuned into it. So much so that even out here in D.C., man, in our Navy Yard area, whatever the women's national team uh, was playing, and they were playing at you know all crazy times of the morning here, Eastern time. They were they had like a 3 p.m. 3, 3 a.m., excuse me, Eastern time, uh, first kick or, or face-off, whatever the heck you want to call it to start the soccer game. Bars, though, open 24-7 during the World Cup uh, while the women's national team was in action, so I definitely thought that was cool to see. Spain, though, doing the damn thing. one nothing winners uh, over, over England to get their first World Cup title after Olga Carmona, Carmona excuse me, sealing the deal uh, with their her first half goal. Want to get back to the phones, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. How long do you think the leash is for Sam Howell? He was officially named the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders by Ron Rivera on Friday. How long do you think he's able to maintain that title? And what do you think it would take to see him get put to the bench? I want to harp on that a little bit more as to what would have to happen for Sam Howell to eventually get benched. Because make no mistake about it, right? We're asking the question of how long the leash is. It's kind of a it's kind of a a a rhetorical question, so to speak. The leash has got to be super long. <laughs> Why would you hand the keys of a franchise over to a fifth round kid with eleven career completions if you were going to give him a short leash? Wouldn't make a lot of sense. I think one of the last callers brought up an interesting point and, and got into an interesting dynamic that exists with this football team. If Ron Rivera goes to Jacoby Brissett, it's it's almost like an admission of like, you know what, I was wrong. And I don't know how many more of those Ron Rivera can withstand without losing his job. Right? That's the frustrating that's the frustrating part about all of this is that I don't want to use the phrase hidden agendas because, I mean, it's it's all out in front of us, you know what I'm saying, on Front Street. It's professional football, right? Your dirty laundry gets aired out all the time. You're in four, year four of a five-year deal. You have yet to draft a young signal caller since you've been here until last year. You didn't play him. And now it's up to the 2023 season to figure out whether he's the guy or not. I've always maintained this thought about the situation. I don't like the plan. I think it's risky. I think it's dangerous. And I kind of just think it's, I don't want to use my favorite phrase that I love to throw around. It's organizational malpractice to handle quarterback the way that Ron Rivera's handled quarterback since he's taken over here. Which is why it's hard for me to buy all the way into Sam Howe. Because the track record of the decision makers here in Washington when it comes to quarterback has been piss poor. Horrendous. From cutting bait with Dwayne Haskins too quickly from not trading up and going to go get Justin Fields in 2021 and instead signing Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, giving up assets to go get the big 6-5 dunce and Carson Wentz. Just bad decision-making all around. Just bad decision-making all around. So it's hard for me to buy all the way in and trust the plan that Washington has. The reason I trust it, because I've seen a lot of football. I know what my eyes tell me. And 
I saw it last year in training camp. It seemed like Howell was the best quarterback on the roster last year, which still to this day, we don't understand why he was not given that chance. And the one thing people keep alluding to is, oh, they were in the thick of the playoff race. I can, I, who cares? Who cares about the playoff race at the end of the day when you don't have the game's most important position figured out? Let's go to Eric in Tennessee. What's going on, Eric? Hey, man. First off, I just want to thank you all, man. Y'all keep me attached to the DMV. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Um, I think worst-case scenario, which I don't think is likely to happen from what I've seen, but if if we're out losing games because of the quarterback position, defense is balling, and Sam Howell is absolutely lost, and we start out 0-4, or we only beat Arizona because of the defense, then I think – you know, you might have to go to Jacoby after yeah. week four. I, but, however, I think the scenario is more likely to be right around the Thanksgiving game. Um, you know, are we in the playoff hunt? Again, yeah. are we winning because of the quarterback position or are we losing because of it? And if he's making progress, I think you stick with him. But if he's a detriment and you start losing that locker room, you can't throw an NFL season away. And then you got to bring in that veteran. Yeah. Um, but as you pointed to earlier, it's going to be hard right now with our offensive line. We need somebody that can extend the plays and make something out of nothing when you've got a defensive end already on your backside with the second <laughs> into the play. Um, what, what I'm curious about, I don't know if you know the history of this or not, mm-hmm. after um, this preseason game, you start seeing cuts around the league. Has Washington ever shown, um, you know, I guess going after linemen now with like a, a preseason game left or right before the season starts? Because I'm assuming that's the only chance we got to improve our line. Yeah, and I think there's there's that gap between the final preseason game and then the start of week one. When, when you start to see other teams purging around the league, as I like to call it, and cutting bait with guys, that's when I think Washington will go out and hopefully attack the waiver wire. But, yeah, man, it's going to be very interesting, and I agree with what you said. If, if Ron is to go to Jacoby Brissett, it's a signal that the season maybe is in jeopardy, and I think that spells disaster for, for all parties involved, man. Eric, I appreciate you tapping in, as always, man, from all the way out in Tennessee. Appreciate the love, man. That that it is is what it is. I think Eric brings up a good point. The most, the more likely scenario to me is, first of all, I, I've I've got the utmost confidence in Sam Howe, whether it's crazy or not. To me, I I just feel like it's a situation where the kid is talented enough to where I don't think they're going to have to pull him. I don't think his play is going to cost this football team games. The only the only situation I see them pulling Sam Howell is if they don't feel like they're getting enough out of him, as if if he's leaving plays on the field, if he's turning the football over. And that's really the number one thing that'll get you. Turnovers. This offense, this football team doesn't have, isn't talented enough, excuse me, to have that type of margin of error, which is why when we were talking about the team last year, it was how important it was for them to be ahead of the chains, how important for how important it was for this group to be in third and manageable situations. So I think it's the same situation this time around. And for what my money's worth, man, I, I just feel like from an athleticism standpoint, from a mobility standpoint, arm strength, you name it, Sam Howe's a darn good quarterback prospect. I just wonder if he has the requisite pieces around him uh, to have success specifically up front. Let's go to Josh, who's in Southeast. What's going on, Josh? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I like to touch on a couple things yeah. uh, with your end of your conversation that you said. But the first thing I like to touch on is, you know, all right, Ron Vermeer, he's got this football team. You know, he put it together nice. You know, he did 
all the front office stuff that he needed to do correctly. You know, if he did that, I'll give him that hands down. But when it comes to coaching, like you pick Scott Turner, your offensive coordinator, you know what I mean? It's just a you man, you're running through quarterbacks like a pair of socks. Like every other, every you get, you're doing like two, three quarterbacks every season. You know what I mean? Like who can trust his judgment? Right. You know what I mean? And then when he sits up there and says, yeah, I, we did all the analytics on Carson Wentz. He's our guy. Then, like, you don't even know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like, the guy couldn't even play. No, no one even wants him on the team right now. But just other than that, you know what I mean? Like, their drafting is good. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff's good. But I think Ron may lose his coaching job in the middle of the year, and they may promote Eric Bieniemy. You mm. know what I mean? They have Eric Bieniemy and Jack Del Rio. I'm not saying that would be spicy. It could, ha- it could happen, though. But, like, yeah. for our quarterback play, like, he's running through, like, journeyman. Like, look at. There were more quarterbacks available on the market for us to go acquire, but he didn't even he didn't even try to go reach for that. You know what I mean? How messed how messed up is that for Terry McLaurin? We're so lucky that you know by the grace yeah. of God that he mm. signed back with us. He should have left us. That's you know a, what Josh, I mean? that's a hell of a point you just brought up, and it's something that you know we were discussing here in studio about about a week and a half ago. They're right. lucky that Terry McLaurin resigned because the quarterback situation here, as far as confidence level and, and you being able to raise the ceiling of your career, I don't know why Terry chose to resign here. Right. Why? Look, Terry could have went to the Bengals. He could have went to the Chargers. He could have went with a. He could have went with a competitive team. You know what I mean? But he's sticking here. You know, he's catching garbage bags from garbage bag quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I think it says a lot about. I think it says a lot about uh, Terry, Josh. I appreciate the call, man. We're up against the clock. Craig Hoffman, as promised, get ready to join us. He is the host of the Craig Hoffman Show weekdays, four to seven, on our sister station, the Team Nine Eighty. Is also. The co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast with former Washington tight end Logan Paulson. Craig Hoffman set to join us next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcasted over on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you till high noon before we dish the rock to Rick Doc Walker. Joining us right now, though, via the BetQL guest hotline is a pal, Craig Hoffman. He is the co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast 
with former Washington tight end Logan Paulson. He is also the host of the Hoffman Show weekdays 4 to 7 over on the Team 980. You can catch him on YouTube as well. Hoffman, how you doing, my man? I'm good, Lino. What's up, buddy? I am uh, I'm hot under the collar right now. And you're, you, know, you? Yeah, right. No way. <laughs> Shocker. No, I, I guess I'm gassing it a little bit. I'm just, we've been having some interesting discussion about how Ron, Eric, and company got to the decision uh, of naming Sam Howell the starting quarterback for week one. I first want to once again get your thoughts. I was tuned into the show the other day, and I thought you elaborated on it well. I, w- I want you to give your thoughts on the decision. Are you surprised at the timing of it at all? No, this was this was how it was going to be the whole time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have said since these joint practices got on the schedule, whenever yep. the, that happened, that this team would go through the process of evaluating Sam uh, through the joint practices. And as long as everything looked good and he didn't fall on his face, it would likely be his job. So they get through the joint practices. I asked Ron on Wednesday after the joint practices because he was very complimentary of Sam are you ready to name uh, a QB one? Also, by the way, you know, a lot of other teams are doing it. Anthony Richardson right. had been named the Colts starter the day before. And he gives it a, a, a half second of thought. And is like, no, nah, not, not yet. Like I got to talk to Eric and I got to talk to Tavita and like, duh. Right. And, he, and I would just ask anyone who thinks that this is a big deal to think how you would feel if you were Eric Tavita, Sam or Jacoby. And the way you found out that Howell was the starter, even if you intellectually knew it, right. was that he answered a question in the press. And, right. and that's why it's not a big deal to me. It's like he just he just followed the process. The timeline was exactly what we thought it would be. And sure enough, Friday morning, the next time he speaks to the press, after he's had a chance to talk to everyone else involved with the off day on Thursday, he named Sam the starter. I want to go back to the joint practices in Baltimore, which you got to be in attendance for. You mentioned those two days kind of pushing this thing through the finish line and, and, and giving them uh, the comfortability to say, you know what, he's the guy. What did you see from him during this past week's work? Uh, and, and how do you think he fared last week in comparison to, you know, the way the rest of camp is going? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he just continues to show a composure that's really impressive. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, he has the kind of, I don't know, the, the the mental makeup, but also the demeanor of a starting quarterback. It's not too big for him. He's in right. control. He's in command. And while, yes, there are moments of struggle, there are moments where he doesn't know where the blitz is coming from. There are moments where he misses receivers. Um, You know, I know in Friday's practice, he threw a couple of picks. Like, these things are going to happen, but how do you bounce back? How do you keep going? Do you get flustered? Do you get frustrated? Are you throwing your helmet? Uh, You know, are you losing faith? Are you starting to speed up? And, And really, honestly, more importantly than any outward frustration in between plays, like, how do you go about your process on the next snap? Do you just get back to work and, and go and try to do the right thing the next time? Or do you try to you know make a hero play? And it's like, man, we can't even trust you to just do your job. And he never did that. He just continued to try to do the right things. And whether he did them or not, that's a question of execution. You can live with that. But his head was always in the right place. And I think that demeanor is so rare. And it's kind of the, the underlying quality that the best have and he's got it. So, you know, whether he can do the other stuff, it's just one small piece of the pie, but it's, it's the kind of ingredient that if you, uh, I don't know, I don't know how deep you want to get into the baking <laughs> analogy, but like if, if you forget right. that, your pie is going to be a mess. It, pretty much, right. And I think you put it well, man, the way he carries himself. We got to see this last year at training camp, Craig. He was the first guy out on the, and it, and it shocked me. It was my first time ever being out at training camp 
seeing this fifth-round kid be the first guy out and the last guy to leave for like nine to ten consecutive days, it definitely caught my attention to the point where maybe I was, you know, overhyping his performances in practice. But there was a point last year in training camp where it felt like just from watching the guys throw versus the air that he was the best guy. In terms of the process, Craig, and how we've gotten here, do, do you feel as if the leash – or the question I really wanted to ask you, how long do you think the leash is going to end up being for Sam Howell? And do you think the process of how we got here is going to influence that at all? Because it kind of feels like it's Sam or bust here. And if you go to Jacoby, it's because something drastically bad happened. So to me, there's only one situation where you go to Brissett and it winds up having to tick like three or four boxes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I, w- I feel like it's unlikely. So here's the situation to me where it makes sense to go to Brissett. You are at or above 500, let's say at least six, if not eight or nine games into the season. Mm-hmm. You are right there. You are competitive. But it is very clear Sam is struggling. And if you could – like, you're winning in spite of him. Your defense is you know, doing some, like, 2,000 Ravens stuff. Like, they're, they're just playing out of their minds, and you're winning games 10-7, 13-10. Like, you're squeezing by. He's turning the football over, and he's not showing signs that he's going to break out of it. That he's just – he is just all of a sudden it does seem too big for him or that he's just not capable of doing it. And you, you know, all the, the reasons he fell to the fifth round are outshining the reasons that, you know, he was getting first round looks the year before. Right. And if you can make that switch to Jacoby and have your team take off and you think you can be genuinely competitive in the NFC, then you should do that. You know, and I know some fans might disagree and some bigger picture look and think, Oh, we'll just, you know, ride it out with them. But seasons are too precious in the NFL. You owe it to all of the other players that are out there busting their butts every day, putting their, their bodies on the line to try to make that run. And so if that very specific circumstance happens where he is playing poorly, they are winning anyway, and that switch to Jacoby could make their lives a lot easier and turn them into a more dominant team that is capable of doing something special, you should do it. If you're losing, just write it out. What's the point of going to Brissett? If you're winning, obviously there's no need to go to Brissett. Um, if you're, you know, whatever the record is, but he is showing the growth and improvement, he's worth the long-term investment that it would, it would behoove you to continue to play him. So I think it is that very, very pigeonholed scenario where it'd be worth it to even consider making the switch. Um, but other than that, like, I think it's his job for the season as long as he stays healthy. This kind of brings me back to some discussion we were having last year when we were watching uh, this offense struggled throughout the season. You know, I was clamoring like, man, why, why don't you just give Sam a crack? And I think you just explained it really well, kind of why they didn't go to Sam last year, because they were in the thick of the playoff race. They were competitive and they owe it to the rest of the guys in the locker room to put the best 11 out there. And maybe they didn't feel that was the case. My, my question is this, man, how much do you think him not playing last year is going to hurt him this year? Because I feel like we already got a glimpse of it in Friday night's preseason game against Cleveland, and it's just a preseason game, Craig. You're not really seeing a whole bunch of exotic pressure packages. He took a bad sack. It put them behind the chains, and they ended up having to punt the football. When I look at the regular season for this group and the first four games they play against, first four teams they play against, Arizona, who we don't really know what to expect from them on defense. Denver uh, has got a great track record. Buffalo with Sean McDermott now back calling plays, knows how to throw the kitchen sink at a young cat, and then Philadelphia with all the talent that they have on that side of the ball. Do you think him not playing last year will end up coming back to bite this football team early on in the season, and do you think they'll be able to withstand his growing pains to start? 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's some there's some percentage that it hurts. Now, as you said, I think that doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong decision within the context of last year, right? Um, you know, if you're winning games and Heineke is doing enough to win and, like, the the Taylor magic seems like it's a part of why, then it's really hard to pull the plug. Um, and by the time that that seemed to run out, you're already super late in the season, yada, yada. But, like, a lot of the stuff that you're referencing from the Cleveland game and some of the, you know, even the stuff that you see in the joint practices earlier in the, in the session or day one versus day two, where you've had a chance to talk it over with ED or go back and watch the tape and make corrections to the next day. Like he is a quick learner and experience matters. When you've seen something before you, you can know, you know, you've been asked the question before, you know, the answer the next time. And so I think it would be naive to say that not playing him last year isn't going to have some detrimental impact this year. That said, it's a different offense. You know, obviously Eric's going to have him as prepared and and Tavita and the whole staff is going to have him as prepared as you can. From a game plan standpoint, you're not game planning in training camp or in these these joint practices or preseason games. And sometimes just seeing it on tape is enough to have that experience. And whether you've seen it on the field or or not is – rendered moot because you've right. seen it on tape so i it's impossible to know how much it'd be naive to say it doesn't hurt at all but that's all within the context of that doesn't necessarily mean that sacrificing last season for sam's development this year would have been the correct move yeah i mean it's a multi-layered situation and it's, it's something that's going to be fun to monitor throughout the duration of the season we are joined by our pal craig hoffman on the mgm on the excuse me on the betql guest hotline uh, he's the host of the Craig Hoffman Show weekdays 4 to 7 on our sister station, the Team 980. He is also the co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast with former Washington tight end Logan Paul. So you can download that wherever you get your podcasts. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, Craig, I want to go to the offensive line because that is something that I feel like maybe went into this decision in terms of who to go with in terms of how versus Brissett, how's mobility definitely uh, gives him a better shot to succeed behind this struggling offensive line come the regular season. And I know we haven't had game plan specific packages and things like that yet. Do you, how, basically, how do you expect this offensive line to fare? Because the small sample size that we saw against the Cleveland Browns, it seemed like there was one weak link, and we all know that that one weak link could end up bringing the whole house down. Yeah, I mean, the Wiley thing is definitely concerning. I don't know that it's cause for panic. Um, you know, some of that stuff that happens against Cleveland, the, the sack is on Sam, um, you know, obviously, as we kind of talked about uh, earlier, but Wiley struggled. And when you start game planning and, you know, you have tape on guys that that can change things. Um, you know, the rusher that got to him was someone he had never seen before. And, you know, you adjust on that third drive and also he's working on new technique. And I right. think that's important too. Like, if you're working on something that you're uncomfortable with, you're probably not going to be super awesome at it, but you can get better at it. And that's how you get better as a player. So ultimately it'll be worth it in the long term. Um, I, I do think that this offensive line is going to be a little bit week to week. I, I think that there are going to be weeks where they are perfectly fine. And this offense is going to be functional uh, to say the least uh, explosive to say the most with all they've got on the outside. Uh, and I think as, as run blockers that they've got some really high potential as well. And so if they can start, you know, getting the, the, the ground game going, then, okay, that could help protect them. I think the enemy will help them out a lot. But there's probably going to be two or three weeks this season where you're going, what on <laughs> earth was that? 
Um, and, you know, it's going to look really bad. And Wiley might be a part of that. Um, Leno, who is, I would say, an average to above average NFL tackle, uh, is going to be a part of that. Because when you're average, like, the way you get average is you have some things that are above the average and good and some things that are below the average and bad. And yep. you put them together, divide by the number. And uh, that's how averages work. You're welcome for the, the elementary school right. math lesson. Um, and But those bad weeks are going to feel terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's really on I mean, this is this is on EB to, to try to figure out where the weaknesses are and what types of of pressure, um, whether it's you know, blitzes or getting guys in one-on-one situations or certain types of rushers, teams that stunt a lot, teams that don't stunt a lot, what is the, the kind of pass rush that's going to give his mind trouble yeah. and how do you play call around it? And whether that's a heavier dose of running the football, whether it's using a team's aggression against them in a screen game, whether it's providing chip help and doing more max protect stuff, like that's on the play caller ultimately at yeah. this point in the process. And, you know, you can you can talk about the GM stuff, the player personnel stuff uh, to, that got us to this point. But at some point, you've decided as a team, like this is good enough for us, or this is the best we can do. How do we maximize it? And that becomes on obviously Eric primarily, mm-hmm. but then on Sam as well to execute that stuff and get the ball out in time and the receivers to, you know, if they're supposed to be hot on a given play, like get your head around and, and be available to the quarterback. So there's, there's all this, you know, nuanced stuff that's yes. not super sexy radio, but um, I, I do think that overall to answer the question of like, how do you anticipate the offensive line performing at this point? I think it'll be a bit of a roller coaster. Hopefully there's more ups than downs, but you know, just because they have a down week, one week, week doesn't mean that they're terrible and uh, you know, everybody sucks and they're screwed yeah. for the entire season. <laughs> Oh, you know I'll be overreacting the first time it happens. So just, just definitely. Put yeah, all your you'll overreact on that. to one snap of that. So uh, I really, I yeah. think that's good for your health. But look, so we'll let you out of here on this, Craig. Tomorrow, preseason home opener. We talked about it last week about what the environment's going to be like week one against Arizona. Do, do you expect to see any crowd tomorrow night because it's a Monday night? And then from a football standpoint. Uh, what do you need to see to feel comfortable about this group heading into week number one? Because we assume we probably won't see them week three against Cincy. Yeah, um, I kind of do expect maybe not the full of what you'll get week one against Arizona, obviously. But right. I do think there'll be a little bit of a buzz in the stadium. Like I think that every time Commanders fans have had an opportunity to show up since the sale, they have. And whether that's our you know sale celebration party, the, the Burgundy and Sold event that we did, um, whether that is training camp where they've had on every single weekend at least 8,000, uh, if not closer to 10 on most of their weekend practices that have been open to fans. Like there's a good number of fans that traveled up to Baltimore uh, in the middle of the week. So there's fans have showed out every opportunity they've had. And I don't see why a preseason game would be any different. Um, do I think it'll be like full-throated roars or, you know, stadium will be rocking? No. Yeah. But, like, it'll, it should be a fun, light atmosphere with lots of burgundy and gold. Obviously, Ravens fans will be there as well. As, yeah. You know, it's a pretty short drive uh, down, in, down into uh, FedEx. But um, in terms of what I want to see from the, the first team, like, I think a good couple drives. Like, frankly, they should be successful because Baltimore's not playing anybody and your ones should be better than their twos. Um, so I, I think getting one or two, you know, it obviously depends on how much they play, but, you know, one or two successful drives, you know, no three and outs, just like ex- go out, execute. You don't need a, a monster big play or anything. Just just show, you know, show competency, really. Um, and then, you know, I, I love the Sam Cosme quote about, like, who cares? It's the preseason. 
like bleep their streak. But like, <laughs> if they're not playing anybody, right. you should win the game. 100%. And not that it, there's any real consequences of them not winning the game. But I do think it's fair to say, like, if, if they're starting on their two and a half and you're starting on your one. <laughs> you should be all right. <laughs> can you win the game? Yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Definitely. It seems like Sam Cosby is uh, taking a page out of Ron Rivera's book. He is being where his feet are when he was asked that yes. question, Greg Hoffman. Appreciate yes. you joining us, my man. We'll, we'll do it again here soon. Absolutely. Sounds good, Lynn. Have a great rest of your show. Yes, sir. That is Craig Hoffman, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of Odyssey's Take Command podcast. You can get that wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you follow Craig Hoffman on Twitter at Craig Hoffman. And make sure you tap in Monday through Friday to the Hoffman Show, weekdays 4 to 7 on the Team 980. Plenty to get to before we get out of here. The DOC getting warmed up for you. He'll come at you at the top of the 12 o'clock hour. We'll take a quick pause, though. When we come back, I'll answer the question that I asked Craig Hoffman. What are you expecting to see from the Washington Commanders tomorrow night in their preseason dress rehearsal against the Baltimore Ravens? All that and more coming up next here on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Big shout-out to the Prince of Passion, Craig Hoffman, hopping on with us in the last segment. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation with Craig, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to the 1020 segment here, my conversation with Craig Hoffman. Plenty of good nuggets in that. Coming up in about 30 minutes or so, our pal Bobby Carpenter, former Dallas Cowboys linebacker, is set to join the program. We will take a spin around the National Football League and Recap what we've seen so far in week number two of the preseason. Quick housekeeping note for you all. Just saw this via the, are we calling it X or are we calling it Twitter? It says X, but I'm going to call it Twitter. That's where, that's where I gained all my followers when it was Twitter. But this is from Brian Coz, uh, who actually covers the New York Jets. A little bit of a housekeeping note on Gang Green. Aaron Rodgers uh, set to make his... Jets preseason debut next week uh, on Saturday against the New York Giants. That via Brian Costello, uh, who covers the team for the New York Post. So that's going to be interesting. And I wonder how the rest of the National Football League is going to treat week three of the preseason um, because normally week three is your dress rehearsal. But since they chopped that fourth and final game, I know a lot of teams wanting to use that third game to make some of their final roster decisions. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing, so I assume the rest of that Jet starting offense is going to play next Saturday against the Giants as well. Let's go to TJ in Reston. What's going on, TJ? Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir, my man. So, you know, I'm calling mainly because I have a question mm-hmm. to ask you about Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, but I heard you last week talking about boxing, and I wanted to kind of sneak in a boxing question as mm-hmm. well. Because I know uh, you're, you're a knowledgeable boxing guy. Um, so I was blown away by uh, Terrence Crawford's performance against Errol Spence Jr. Uh, it's been like maybe seven, nine years or something where I felt like Terrence Crawford was maybe the best pound-for-pound boxer. Mm. Um, my question to you on that before I go to the Redskins quarterback, I mean, oop, my God, commander's quarterback <laughs> question is this. Uh, Terrence Crawford is now 40-0 with, mm-hmm. I think, like 33 KOs. 
the management, he does everything. It's the defense. It's the offense. It's the in, in the in the ring tactics where he can change on the fly. And he's just so darn naturally tough-minded, not just physically. Um, Floyd Mayweather, 50-0, never lost. Neither guy's never lost, right? Mm-hmm. Floyd's three best wins. He fought Manny and, um, and uh, Oscar after, um, you know, late into their prime. Right. He fought Canelo before Canelo's prime. So he never fought those three guys in their prime. I personally think that Terrence in a close fight would beat Floyd. So, um, mm. so I have a question about that. Now, now go, moving to the Washington, and, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. So whatever mm-hmm. you say, I, I respect. It's an opinion thing, right? Um, now with Sam and Jacoby, personally, and I appreciate the fact that you said that last year, which I didn't know that Sam Howell was the first guy in and the last guy out. I'm already high on Sam Howell. And hearing you say that, thinking like, okay, this kid has the, you know, the intelligence and the dedication to go with, with all that natural talent. Now, personally, I, you know, I kind of think um, Sam's going to play so well that we're not even going to have to worry about, do we mm-hmm. need to bench for this and that? My, the narrative, the question I have, which I'm a little confused about, what everyone is saying is this. Um, Ron's going to give Sam a long leash because his job security is tied to Sam. Mm-hmm. And if he goes with Jacoby Brissett, well, he's not going to be here next year. To me, that's confusing because let's say that Sam is not playing well. And uh, we're like, you know, like three and five midseason. And he benches uh, Sam and Jacoby comes in. We end up going 12 and five and 11 and six. Uh, why would he then lose his job? Because well, if Jacoby PJ, is this bridge a, quarterback. That would be a crazy scenario if they rattled off nine out of their last yeah. 10 to win the season. He'd probably keep his job. I get what you're saying. You just hit me with a lot, bro. I appreciate the call as always. On the, the, the Bud Crawford versus Floyd thing, is that is that even a real comp? I mean, Floyd is Floyd is Floyd, man. As far as international flavor and the mogul that he is, the hell with all the boxing. I'm looking at him as a as a businessman. I look, my man, my man, Bud Crawford's got a lot of work to do to try to get on that level. I'll say Floyd never puts himself in a situation where he could lose anyway. So. Very true, and I think, as PJ kind of alluded to, his biggest fights were against guys who were no longer in their, their athletic and boxing prime, so to speak. The question on uh, Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, I think, PJ, what you were trying to you know allude to is, yeah, I, I do think I always use this weird phrase, multi-layered situation, right? There's so many different variables that are going to go into who starts for this football team, and I think the scenario you laid out is very possible, but if they start off three and five and they go to Jacoby Brissett and they win out, I mean, he's probably going to be back next year. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to seeing and what I'm expecting to see Monday night in the Commanders' home preseason opener against the Baltimore Ravens. That's next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, as well. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon. Booby Dish to Rock to Rick Doc Walker. I want to talk about tomorrow's preseason home opener. For the Washington Commanders, the Baltimore Ravens' illustrious streak on the line heading into tomorrow night, I believe, after their win last week against Philly, 24 straight preseason victories for the Baltimore Ravens. Sam Cosby, the Commanders' starting offensive guard, uh, spoke on that at the end of practice last week. Loved his answer. Doing the old Coach B cliche thing, saying he doesn't give a crap. Come on, Sam. We know that's good. If, if 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 they don't give a crap and they really don't give a crap, I'm I'm disappointed in Ron Rivera and the coaching staff. I would make that bulletin board material. You gotta get dudes hype, man. I think that's the one thing that I have that I hope doesn't get lost in pro sports. 
but I've never played pro sports, obviously. I've done it at the college level for a little bit, but you got to find ways to motivate your guys and, and, and get, them to, get them to play their hardest, man. And if, if, if they don't have bulletin board material in that locker room about, about not only them ending the streak, but this being the first home game under Josh Harris, the first, the first time we'll get to see the way this game day looks under Josh Harris, Monday Night Football. There's, there's just so much, there's just so much on the line with everything, man. And I hope Ron Rivera and company are using that uh, as a little bit of added motivation for the players, man, because I'm, I'm sure they need it. It's one of those situations where I hope moving forward. You know, for this group, they, they get tomorrow out of the way and they get back to the drawing board and, and they go to work. As far as what I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow, I said it last week, last Sunday, right here on these very airwaves. This defense has got something to prove. Straight up, let's call it what it is, right? I feel like this defense, more so than the offense, has something to prove based off of what they looked like in their lone preseason action last week. I understand they get the goal line stop, but to be gashed in the running game the way that they were last Friday against Cleveland, I'm definitely looking to see if they can clean that up. Uh, based on all the reports from, from the joint practices, they perform well in that setting, but it's, it's different. You can't hit the quarterback. I want to see them go out there and, and, and go full throttle and show that this defense is ready to ascend into a top three unit in the National Football League because they've got all the requisite pieces to be a top three group. It's just about putting it all together. So I definitely want to see the defense uh, offensively. Obviously you want to see Sam Howell in this offense, continue to take steps in the right develop the right direction uh, and, and continue, you know, his growth and development process. I'm interested in seeing now that we're going to get a full half of work. It seems like out of the starters, I, I want to look at Eric B and how he calls plays and the play calling sequence that he goes through. How, how does he handle, you know, adverse situations as a play caller? What does he get to in third and long? What does he get to in second and short? Trying to, you know, pick up some tendencies as to what we can expect from this starting offense uh, come September 10th against the Arizona Cardinals. But, yeah, man, I think in terms of, and, and Craig alluded to this, and I kind of forgot, but I wasn't really thinking about it all the way. The Ravens probably aren't going to play any starters tomorrow, which I, I absolutely cannot stand that thought process especially considering the fact that Lamar Jackson is running a brand-new offense and you're not going to go out and get him preseason reps to try to go out and execute that. I think that's ludicrous, but it's the Ravens, the Raven way, and blase, blase, 24 straight preseason wins. You can have it all. I, I don't agree with the process, and we'll see if it comes back to bite Baltimore come the start of the regular season. With that being said, because they're not playing any starters, I think my expectations for Washington's starting group is a hell of a lot higher. I need to see complete, utter domination, both sides of the football. If, if the streak is alive, if the streak is alive come early Tuesday morning when we're doing the postgame show, just know I'm going to be a very uneasy customer. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. I'm ready, though, man. I'm excited. I'm happy that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and the whole, the whole clan's going to be in town. It's exciting, but... As far as what I want to see, just complete, utter domination. And I know it sounds cliche. Doc Walker is probably somewhere salivating over hearing me say that. But that's what you got to see. They're playing their backups. You're playing your starters. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is. That's like, that's like Brian Mitchell losing to me in a race. I'm fat. He's skinny. 
He's better than me. Just call it what it is. You have to be better than the guy lined up across from you. And if all ones aren't better than, and I love the way Hoffman put it, the two and a halves against the Ravens, you are in a hell of a lot of trouble. Mm. Yes, you will be. Another timeout before we get to the final hour of power here on this Sunday morning edition of Overtime. Coming up in about 20 minutes, about Bobby Carpenter, former Dallas Cowboys linebacker, is set to join the program. We'll get his thoughts on week number two of the preseason. When we get back, though, we will take a full-scale look around the National Football League. we get you the latest news and notes from week two of the preseason, including a quarterback performance last night that I feel like might be worth talking about coming up here in the future. That's next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 